0: Welcome to Local Matter Sports. This is your host Sam Brooks and today we have my buddy Dustin Baxter from Upperman basketball fame in the house. Welcome to the show Dustin.
1: Thank you Sam. Thank you for having me.
0: Man you've been on my radar for a while and uh, you know I, I got to know you uh, when I was teaching and coaching down at Upperman. Um, I got the opportunity along about 2005 uh, to move down there and, and realize a dream of mine uh, of coaching uh, high school football. had a incredible time down at Upperman, um, had been at Cookville. I got, well, I started out at Smith County, been at Cookville since then. So going back to a, a smaller school, smaller at- atmosphere, more really of a traditional, you know, area of Putnam County that, uh, you know, they had uh, baseball state championships. they you know, since then the girls have had uh, basketball state championships, a lot of right. tradition Absolutely. Um, going on there. And that's when I got to run into you and uh, unfortunately for me, the place that I ran into you was at on the basketball court because I, I still thought I could play a little at that time and would and, yes, uh, come out with you guys and, and play around and kind of got to knowing you, you know, and, and around school and, and all of that. You never played football for me, Dadgummit, <laughs> but um, you know, got to know you there and really enjoyed our relationship that we got to. Experience there. So uh, let's let's jump into younger Dustin Baxter. You grew up in the Putnam County area, uh, mainly in Cookville, and and have a lot of uh,
1: kinfolk in other places. So let's uh, educate everyone to your family and who they are. Absolutely. Thank you, Sam. Um, Originally, uh, all of my family is from Salina, Tennessee. Uh, My mom went to Clay County High School, graduated from there. She ended up coming to Cookville um, and kind of doing more of her. Uh, professional work as a, a law enforcement officer um, so I was in the school systems down here in Putnam county attended times at or excuse me attended my time at cane Creek for a year um, elementary school then went to Jerry Whitson uh, for the rest of my time before I decided to uh, take my my um, skills uh, on the basketball court down to the Baxter area um, (laughs) which is where I came Um, excuse me Josh Hurd was my first uh, interaction he's now the head basketball coach at Cookville High School Um, I I really have a lot to thank for him um, for kind of guiding me and and teaching me the things that he was able to learn from a collegiate and a professional level as well um, in fourth and fifth grade Um, once we kind of moved into the middle school, uh, it was at the time called Cornerstone Middle School, which is now back to the old Upperman Middle School, um, which I haven't actually had a chance to see the new facility or the new school there, which I'm, I'm, very eager to see. Um, Just haven't really had a time with work and everything. But, um, you know, Steve Asbury was my uh, head coach for the seventh and eighth grade team there at Cornerstone. Uh, We did tremendously well. We had a good group of kids um, and he he did very well from a coaching standpoint. Uh, And I appreciate him for his time and and effort that he put into me, uh, you know, for teaching me the things that I didn't already know from Josh um, at that level. Um, from there, went to Upperman, played under head coach uh, still, Bobby McWilliams, um, phenomenal coach. He He's done a tremendous job, uh, you know, from the time that we've graduated and, um, you know, definitely brought a lot of talent um, with the, the team there at Upperman. Um, I think they've done extremely well. Haven't had a chance to see him in a couple of years um, there and everything, but, uh, but my time at, at Upperman was uh, – tremendous and amazing Um, you know if I could go back I wouldn't change a thing at all Um, other than just uh, some things that I kind of know now uh, in my future self per se sure Um, but um, while I have a chance Sam whenever you did run into me uh, there at Upperman um, (laughs) I I know all about uh, you you hounded me every day about playing football for you (laughs) Um, I uh, that's one of the things I regret Yeah, Uh, From my time in high school, looking back on it, uh, I wish I would have been more involved in other sports um, such as football and and played under you and then basketball. Um, You know, now what I know from a a player standpoint, uh, I do think that playing multiple sports is very beneficial to athletes nowadays, gets them into a different uh, regime for workouts, um, does things differently than certain sports. Uh, and that sort of thing, and I think it it can definitely help propel a player into that next level. Um, but um, under under Bobby McWilliams, um, you know he he did a great job with um, you know showing showing me and and teaching me how to be the best I could be for myself, and also be able to get to that level to potentially go on to college and play at that next level
0: there. It's important in having someone a couple things you said there uh, you know Bobby had been there Mm -hmm. he had done what you wanted to do and uh, I've talked to Bobby several times and we had a great relationship as a football basketball coach at Upperman High School and really enjoyed my time down there um, with you know working with him but you know he his thing he encouraged kids if they wanted to play other sports or they had the ability to play other sports he would encourage them but mm-hmm. he would also let them know you know that the time that you missed is is something you know these other guys are going to be here and they're going to be practicing basketball so I, he just wanted to be honest with them and say Absolutely. you're not going to be here during that time so as long as you understand that you know and you make that in, 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 several coaches that I talked to said you know for the for the kids that are great athletes and everything they really don't have to worry about that because when they go from one sport to another, they're still going to be one of the better ones that right. are out on the court or on the field. So it's not as big of a deal, but I think you see a lot of kids specializing kind of like you did nowadays because they're not sure how good they're going to be in football or baseball. Right. So the safe thing for them is to stick with that one sport, but it's, it's really refreshing to hear from someone like you who's experienced a college level, um, and, and even more than that. Um, that if you could go back and do it all over again, that you would play another sport. So I, I think that's probably the advice that you're giving. So if you're talking to a youngster out there today, it's in middle school, and is coming up. Would that be the advice you give them, and what else would you tell them?
1: Yeah, um, anybody that's coming up from from a middle school or a high school standpoint, um, if if that's a thought that you're thinking about potentially doing, absolutely seek out um, advice from your coaches or your support system. Um, but uh, you know, if if you feel that uh, your specialized skill in said sport um, should be only pertaining to that sport, not saying that you shouldn't steer away from that. Um, All I'm saying is, is if you are granted an opportunity to potentially play a different sport than you specialize in, I do think that it could um, give you different uh, perspectives um, later on in your specialized skill sport uh, that you're playing in. Um, You know, everybody's different in, in their own aspect and how they Uh, deal with things you know especially from a a sports standpoint Um, you know not all sports are the same physicality level um, and and that sort of thing so um, you know I truly encourage that um, you know if you're potentially thinking about looking into playing other sports absolutely talk to someone see if that's uh, you know what the best interest for you would be and weigh out those cons Um, you know me personally like you said I didn't specialize in other sports or play other sports um and the reason for that um, I had a little bit more of a fear for myself, sure, um you know, I didn't want to risk or or take that um potential risk to injure myself and and cause any um anything down the road for for the collegiate level if that's the the route that I was looking to pursue yeah that and that's
0: the question you know in their mind that they have to answer, and i get- I guess somewhere along the way, they have to really be true with themselves and answer the question mm. Mm-hmm. Are you a potential college athlete? If, if you are, then fine. You right. know, maybe that is something you do need to do is specialize. If you don't know, you know, why would you limit yourself from other sports and having fun in other sports? And, you know, I'll give you a, Tyler York. You know, he played both football and basketball, and I quizzed him, you know, at the end there of his senior year, what was the advantage of you doing both sports? And he, he just – the thing he alluded to was physicality. He's, he felt like he was a tougher basketball player because of football. And so you alluded to that because you get some different experience that deal with different muscle groups Mm -hmm. in different sports. Baseball is a lot different than basketball and football. Football is a lot different than basketball. Absolutely. So there's an advantage there, but uh, again, it goes back to your specialization and what you want for your future. And are you, at that time, are you a college recruit? Uh, Have you been talked to by colleges? You know, where, where are you at on that spectrum? So good conversation there. Good advice for younger folks that are growing up. I just... I hate to see them limit themselves when they can help their school and help themselves, yeah. you know, with possibly doing that. And I can't imagine you out on the football field. At, uh, I mean, you had the speed, you know, that you could, we could have put you out at wide receiver, but you also could play at tight end. There's right. a lot of things that you could have done. And, and the what ifs, I've had so many kids, Dustin, that have come up to me and, and talked about, man, I wish I'd listened to you. I wish I'd played. Well, it's an unknown. It, yep. You may have never played. You may have never made it to the field. But if you're a good enough athlete to be a starting on uh, a team of five in high school basketball, chances are we we can find a place for you on the football field. So uh, I just hate for those kids not to realize that possibility um, somewhere along the way. So great advice there. I I appreciate that. Yeah. So when did you know uh, you had a great support system in your family? And, you know, nowadays, man, you got to run all over the world, you know, taking these kids to where they need to be just to have a competitive chance. Yeah, um, and, and I know, you know, we talked to several folks along the way and several coaches. Um, I don't think your parents sugarcoated it in any way. They were tough when they needed to be tough, and they were helpful when they needed to be helpful. And I, I've seen a, a lot of kids now that experience the club ball in the AAU, and they never really get to deal with that, that opportunity to not do everything the right way and not fail.
1: Right. I think you can learn a lot from failure. Absolutely. Um, you know i I kind of tailored that to my everyday life even outside of no longer in school and no longer with sports um you know it's uh, uh, it 's something that um like i said it's it 's a model I live by you, you don 't necessarily know without trial and error um the biggest things is is you know you see something that works, obviously continue to keep doing that, but if it 's something that 's not working. There's no reason to continue to do that if it's not yielding the results that you want. Whether it's your life, whether it's your sport, um, or whether it's just school, if that's if that's what you're looking to um, keep focus on, there, Um, you know, I, I can't thank my support system enough. Um, growing up, seriously. Um, you know, my mom, Stacy Baxter, uh, everybody in the Upper Cumberland probably knows her. <laughs> um, and if, if not, they, they know me through her. Yeah. Or excuse me, know me, uh, know her through me. Yeah. Sorry. You know, and then along with that are, are other family members. Um, my grandma and my grandpa, uh, as well as my uncle. Um, you know, they, they've always been there. My mom, she, uh, during my AAU days, she was running me all over the state of Tennessee. Um, and then also just other states um, as I kind of progress oh, yeah. with my level and everything, um, I'm a big advocate of AAU. Uh, I do think that that's where I was able to play against competition outside of the area um, in order to be able to um, further my skill set for, for later on down the line. I I really want to dive
0: into the AAU just a little bit because it is so important uh, nowadays in in the recruiting side of it. So we want to jump into that. But first, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Dustin Baxter former star down at Upperman High School for the basketball team. We'll take a break. We'll be right back.
1: What's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools,
0: roads, and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money if I
1: spend it online or at a national chain store?
0: In most cases, the profits go far away. Out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra Effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom. And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're glad to install and set up everything. Office Mart. There's no other locally owned office store in the region south jefferson avenue across from hardy's shop local at office mart welcome back to local Matters sports sam brooks your host dustin baxter my guest today upperman high school basketball fame dustin we'll talk a little bit about uh aau and uh basketball i've noticed uh aau is probably more important there um than anywhere else i think actually aau got started uh more kind of in gymnastics in that area and, and uh, specialized sports. And then, boy, once basketball hit the AAU framework, it just exploded. Yeah, And, and I think w- many of the coaches I've talked to here, the, the major reason they feel like uh, n- non-high school team sports is important, AAU, is because when you're playing, they're playing. So they're in the middle of their season when you're in the middle of your high school basketball season. So they're left with – uh, with the recruiting challenge of getting to see you more. And right. video is great and video is something, but, you know, they really want to put their eyes on you. They want to come up and uh, put their arm on your shoulders and feel you a little bit and, and you know, how tall are you? Are you really six foot seven? you know, that type right. of thing. So it makes a big difference. And the advantage of AAU is they're off during that time in the summer. And so these coaches can travel and go to these AAU terms and actually – See these kids, so that had to be a a real important
1: thing for you absolutely um you know like i said i'm a I'm a big advocate of of a a u um it It was able to open up my eyes and perspective from a sports standpoint as far as who i'm playing against. Um, there are tons and tons of athletes all over the world, um even here in the u s um, you know those that are in your local area i'm not by any means saying that they don't have the um, the the level to to be able to uh, play at um, compared to some of the others uh, that may be all over the state. But, um, you know, the AAU did give me that opportunity to play against other players outside of the local area. Um, you know, I know one big name during that time uh, was John Jenkins. Um, yeah. You know, I did, did get a chance to play against him twice in high school my senior year, but I'd also played against John two to three times at, on the AAU level as well. Um, you know, aside from him, you know, I've been, to big tournaments in Florida and, S- and South Carolina, North Carolina, and you know, just the amount of coaches that are at these um, functions or these events, just watching these players. Like you said, they're off during the offseason. It gives them time to be able to lay eyes on the player instead of just seeing a highlight tape, um, you right. know, a video kind of edited and things like that. So it gives them that opportunity to actually see how you play in person, what your character's like, your personality's like, how you react to certain things. So there's always someone watching, no matter what you're doing on or off the field or the court. Um, but AAU was was probably where I seen most of my looks from college coaches. I did receive some um, contact from college coaches throughout my high school um, campaign and everything, but I, tend to, I tended to see a little bit more communication or more communication from coaches during the AAU times of the year um, to be able to to recognize myself in in certain needs that they may have needed for their team you you know basketball is tough because um there's so many kids playing
0: basketball and like some high schools will have a basketball team that may not even have a football team so it's a more played sport Mm -hmm. Uh, and so there's a lot more competition out there for those spots in college it's it's probably uh i don't have the stats in front of me it's probably one of the highest uh sports for competition for scholarships that there is out there so it's unique, and and that's why you don't you don't really see a lot of kids from this area going to a place like Tennessee or Florida or some Kentucky. Right. We have them every now and then. We have them right now that are out there playing from this area, um, but it doesn't happen every day. And that's probably because it is so competitive. So, what did you do along the way? Let me back up and ask this question: When did you know? along the way that college basketball is something that you may be able to play and want to play
1: whenever i was in from a very well let me let me back up a little bit so when uh, my mom's still got the uh the picture and the the thing <laughs> that i wrote on it but um in in second first or second grade wow. um one of our projects was what what did you want to be when you grew up and at that time I was very heavy into basketball. That was during the Michael Jordan era. Mm -hmm. So I was very focused on that. But I was also a big baseball fan, um, mainly because of Ken Griffey Jr. Mm -hmm. Um, He was probably one of my favorite outfielders, and especially since I played center field, I liked him a lot. Um, But um, I I wrote and drew a picture of of half a basketball uniform and half a baseball (laughs) uniform. Um, So I really wanted to be either one of those growing up. Um, I did not realize until I would say probably middle school was when I kind of, was like, hey, you know, I'd really like to be able to play at the collegiate level. You know, didn't really didn't really seek out much advice as far as what it takes to get to that level. I kind of more so, like you said, the trial and error thing, mm-hmm. um, I kind of did that along the way. Um, so figured out what worked best for me, what didn't work. Um, and then throughout high school, um, you know, Bobby did pre- – uh, present himself to me a couple of times as far as like, hey, you know, is this something that you want to do outside of high school? Um, he was always a um, believer in myself, and he supported me, um, and he was he felt confident in having those conversations with me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed those because, um, you know, it, it didn't really set into my mind that I had someone outside of my family that thought that I could potentially play at that next level. So I would say more so my sophomore year gotcha. was more so when I – I decided, or took it upon myself to take that chance and be like, "Hey, I want to go to the next level, and I want to be able to play at the collegiate level."
0: When did you first dunk?
1: In game or just first dunk? Just period? first dunk. First dunk period was end of my freshman year. End
0: of your freshman year. You mm-hmm.
1: you were you, right now. You're six
0: foot four, playing mm-hmm. weight 190 pounds. So um, when was your first dunk
1: in competition? Whether in, it be
0: scrimmage or game,
1: I can remember my first in game dunk. As far as a scrimmage, I don't remember exactly hmm. when that would be. First in-game dunk would have been junior year. It was our first game of the year against Loudoun. Wow. Um that was uh, actually that was end of the game fourth quarter. Um you know, Loudon was a, an extremely good team um and we had prepped for them all week. Uh, coming into it, um, you know, there were a couple players we had to watch out for. We got behind a little bit early. Um, you know, that was probably my best game of my career. Mm. Uh, I think I finished with. 24 to 25 points. Um, I helped spark a comeback in the second half. We were down by 10 at halftime. Um, You know, we played really well in the second half. We geared up our defense. We caused a lot of turnovers. Um, And then, you know, my streak just continued into that second half, and I helped propel my team, um, you know, to where we were within two to four points with about three minutes left. At the – let's see, ended up getting a steal on – the latter end of the court i just happened to leak out um, after i seen michael taylor uh, steal the ball and he just tossed it up to me um, and then the next thing you know i, was, I thought about it i seen a guy coming i was like i might get fouled but you know maybe i should lay it up and then i just decided to go for it um, ended up going for it um, that was my first dunk in game um, it definitely um, hyped myself up um, but i think my teammates were a lot more hyped about it than I was um, just due to the fact because nobody on the team really had dunked in a game before or not many of us were able to dunk I think yeah. either yep, yeah, myself and Karn were one of the Karn, yeah. two um, that were able to dunk um, and then um, after that dunk we ended up coming down to the last 30 seconds um, I hit a big shot in the corner to put us up by one um and then at the very end of the game they had a chance to 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 win. Um, but it, it was either Michael Taylor or Ethan Christian that came up with a big steal to seal the victory for wow. us. Wow.
0: Big
1: big game, big dunk. Big awesome. game,
0: big dunk. We're gonna continue on that. We're gonna we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back with Dustin Baxter, Upperman High School and Maryville College and Lagrange College basketball player. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Local Matters Sports. This is your host, Sam Brooks. Got Dustin Baxter in the house, in the hot seat today. Continue our conversation about uh, basketball and what that's meant to him along the way. So uh, you you had a really good career um, down at Urban High School, and we've alluded to that several times. Uh, You're to the point to where you know you can play some college ball because now people are starting to talk to you a little bit. Coming out, uh, you decided to go to Maryville College, and played a little basketball down there. Had a very good freshman season. Uh, great South Atlantic Athletic Conference. All freshman teams. So that had to be a, a really good start to your college career. Tell us a little bit about how it was from going to, from high school to college. For me, going from high school football to college football, it was speed of the game. I had to get used to the speed of the game and the, and the physical contact. Yeah. How, what was it for basketball for you? What was the big difference?
1: There was a lot of big differences. Um the main one, and this has nothing to do with basketball, but it was just more so you being on your own and you having to hold yourself accountable in waking up and going to class, mm-hmm. making sure you're turning in your assignments on time, making sure that you're not missing practice or a workout or individual sessions with the coaches. Um, you know, So that, that was one very big change for myself. Um, and I know that, that it may have that same impact on a lot of other people. But the earlier that you can get that under control, the easier it's going to be transitioning from high school to college life. From a sports standpoint, like you said, with, with football, the speed of the game is 10 times faster. Um, in my honest opinion, I feel like in college, you're, you'll play teams that will press the entire game in high school some teams will press for maybe a quarter or a half or they'll kind of mix it up here and there um but in in the game of college basketball press it was very very common and you've seen it almost every game Mm -hmm. um so that was that was one thing that that really had changed a lot uh the next thing was just the the regime of the workouts the um you know the different levels of of workout programs from high school to college is is just a tremendous change um you know and my freshman year, you know coming in at a, maybe a hundred forty pounds one hundred and forty five pounds um that was that going into my sophomore year at Maryville was the most ma- most muscle gain that I had gained True. um throughout my entire sports career um you know they they worked you very hard heavy lifting um and then they would also tailor in some um speed workouts as well um to kind of help with that um so i I do know that um not just from the workout regime, but the, the individual sessions, um, you know, the the expectations or the standards that are set for what you need to accomplish in these individual sessions is is something that needs to be met each and every time. Um, there's no slacking off. There's no like, oh, well, you didn't get it this time. You know, you always had to reach that goal before you left the field or the gym in order to, to be able to enjoy the rest of the day. Um, and that's just something that, you know, a lot of college coaches um, – Try to teach you, but they also expect of you. Um, I, I fortunately I was, you know, able to play under one of the greatest college coaches in the state of Tennessee. In my opinion, Coach Randy Lambert. Um, he's in the Knoxville Hall of Fame. He's the most winningest coach. Um, could be in the state of Tennessee. I could be wrong on that. Um, but at Maryville College, um, so I learned a great deal of knowledge under him, and, and just kind of seeing how his mentality came uh, or, or approach to, um, you know, practices and games, you know, it didn't change. It was, it was always that, that same focus, that same mentality. Like we're here to get to work and we're here to get things accomplished. We're not here to slack off or, or do anything, um, you know, that that's going to put us behind the eight ball per se. But, um, you know, the, the coach Lambert, um, he, he, he opened my eyes from honestly just from a coaching standpoint, just, the knowledge that he had of the game. It didn't matter what defense you threw at us, what kind of offense you were running, he always had something that would be able to either stop that or help us get by mm-hmm. that defense. So, very very thankful to, to be able to play under him. Um from there, uh you know, I ended up uh, going to Lagrange College. Transferred to Lagrange, transferred to Lagrange. Um the assistant coach at Maryville at the time, coach Kendall Wallace was the one that recruited me heavily to Maryville College um so during my sophomore campaign I ended up redshirting transferring down to LaGrange um the the difference between coach Wallace and and coach Lambert was just the tenacity the the drive the motivation and not only that but just the grit and the grind um you know it he always came into practice fired up. He was ready to have a good time. You know, yes, it, we did make mistakes throughout our seasons there, ending out. But you know, coming into practice for for the next day, we we made sure to to recoup for that. Um, fun fact: uh, after the year after I transferred from Maryville to Lagrange, my first game back at Maryville – um, didn't have the best game, um, <laughs> at all. Uh, coach Lambert made, a, made me a priority that game. He did not want me to, um, uh, go, go off on, on them in, in regards to performance per se. Um, but, uh, we played a close game the entire game. It was back and forth, very intense. Uh, the, the students at, at Maryville were, um, trying to get in my head. Um, they, they all knew me very well from, from my two years at Maryville. Um, Came down to the last 30 seconds, 40 seconds of the game. Um, We were tied going into the last 40 seconds. Um, We had the ball. Just came out of a timeout. Our original play was for our big man, um, Patrick Duggar. He was a very big center, 6'8", weighed probably 260 pounds, just a big physical boy. And um, a lot of teams had trouble containing him. Um, So we drew the play up for him. We were going to get it into him and and just get it at the buzzer. I ended up being the last option out of that play. Um, the main priority was for our point guard to go to the basket. If not, roll, hit the big man for the layup. The Coming out of it, if they switched it or double teamed, it was to kick it out to me. Um, I set my double pick. I went off the screen, stood on the wing. Patrick went to set another ball screen. As Kyron came off of that screen, um, he felt that, I was the best option at that time off of the play, and he passed it to me, had one of the players come out, and I just gave a little pump fake little step forward um, and hit the jump shot at the game at the buzzer um, so it, it was um, <laughs> that was um one of my um, um, I do have another moment that that was a little bit more um joyous. For me, but that was one of my greatest moments Special as a basketball moments. player. Yes, sir.
0: Had to be good because uh, you back, you went back to the folks that you played with, yeah. You know, the school you played before that that had to be a, a huge deal to make that game winning shot. Game winning shots are always pretty cool, anyway.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, that was um uh, that was at my actual first buzzer beater. Um, yeah. No time left on the clock, um, so it was it was a very bittersweet moment for me. Yeah, I'm sure in many ways. Yeah.
0: You know a lot of folks listen to parents and kids growing up, and I see a lot of times i know I know your mom so I can say this. Mm-hmm. she allowed you to experience failure mm-hmm. um along the way. I see so many uh parents nowadays who kind of protect their child and maybe sometimes their child does no wrong um my dad wasn't that way I, I, when I did wrong, I knew it <laughs> right um what would you say to those folks that did you know the first time a student athlete experiences failure does not need to be when they go to college. So what would you say to those, I guess, helicopter parents that really protect and, and they don't want their kids to experience negative things? Yeah. Cause I mean, life's about that. So what would you say to those
1: folks and, and the kids
0: that are growing up that way?
1: Well, Sam, uh, you know, I, th- I think that's a great question. Um, and honestly, it, this is just a broad point of view here, but the world is, is a very, nasty place. Um, There's a lot of negative energy that comes out from multiple people. If you've not been able to experience that or have someone say something negatively about you, um, I do think that that can hinder or potentially not necessarily stop, but it could pause your your development as a player. If I was, you know, if my mom sheltered me from the negative energy and I did no wrong, um, I do not think that I could sit here and say that, that I'm the person that i am today um just because it, again um you know the world's a cruel place and there's negative energy out there how you deal with that is is i can't personally say how you deal with certain things but for me um i, I always used it as motivation mm-hmm. um you know i i really dug in like hey this this person said this about me like I'm going to make a mental note of that, and that's going to be my drive or my, my motivation as to why I'm pushing myself so hard uh, to be able to be as successful as I want to be within this this sport. You know, failures, it's a part of your adversity, especially if you kind of tailor it into a team aspect. Adversity's out there everywhere um, throughout one game, full season, half a season, whatever the case may be. Um, you know, ad- adversity can definitely, um, you know, help a person or help a, a sports team grow. Um, you know, learning from setbacks, learning from failures. Um, just as an example, my own personal setback. For me, both junior and senior year, I broke my left radius my right. junior year and my right. right radius my senior year. That was more hurtful for me because I couldn't do anything. I couldn't play. I couldn't lift. I couldn't run. Couldn't shoot. I mean, I I did end up shooting, which don't recommend, by the way. Um, <laughs> the doctors will get on to you about that. Um, but um, you know, it that for me was was probably when when I was start crazy. Like I, sure. I, it was just really eating at me that I couldn't be out there with my team, practicing, playing, um, anything like that. So that was a personal adversity um, experience for me. You that, know?
0: That's a great example though, Dustin, because. If nothing else during that situation you learned how much you love basketball, absolutely, so you turn that negative into a positive because of that
1: absolutely um and you know i'm a I'm a firm believer, um and you know always like no matter what the result- like whatever happens, trying to find some sort of a positive out of that outcome, if you're able to find the positive out of a whole storm of negativity you're well on your way and you're able to separate your negativity from your positivity and help you grow not only as a person, but in your sport and professionally later on down the road.
0: I want to thank you, Dustin. We've run out of time today. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. We're going to have to have you back and just talk in general about basketball and maybe a little bit more about your college experience. But thanks for taking the time. I know you're busy. Thanks for taking the time to come and visit me today. And I appreciate
1: you being here. Always, Sam. I, I truly appreciate you for inviting me over here. It's been a, a blast um, getting to sit down and have a conversation with you um, in regards to my sports life and, and aspect. And um, you know, I, I I have truly appreciated you over the years, not only from being a teacher while I was in school, but just out of high school, um, you uh, along with some others were. Multiple people were following me very, very closely, seeing how I was doing at the collegiate level, and I really and truly can't thank and appreciate you all enough for that. That definitely meant a lot to me. Thank you,
0: man. I appreciate it. You have a good And Thank you guys for joining us today on Local Matters Sports.